Hey, uh, just Ethan right now. Just want to do a quick little uh, pre-intro to the video. Um, so this style of video, what we're doing is both of us pick a movie that um, the other one hasn't watched. So I had Vic watch this movie by called Okja by uh, Bong Joon-ho, while he had me watch Mad Max directed by George Miller. Um, we're going to be doing uh, similar vi videos to this one. Um, not necessarily like the main ones we do, like uh, how we pit up the two different spider-men up against each other we're gonna do some that's gonna be like our main main topics however we're gonna do these style videos to kind of just have us watch movies that aren't in our particular comfort zone so um yeah i had a lot of fun with this i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did when we were recording this so yeah thanks for tuning in and we really appreciate anybody that watches these so yeah give it a listen give it a watch and i'll see you guys in the next one Alright, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Egg Tour Podcast. I'm Ethan, and I'm being joined by my co-host here, Victor. Um, by the background, I'm sure you can tell today we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road, and then we're also going to be talking about a movie called Okja. Um, so yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a big Mad Max fan. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I have the, the Mel Gibson collection, which has oh my God. Mad Max 1. Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. I'm a big, big Mad Max fan. I, uh, I watched it. I watched the first one and the second one a couple years before this one came out, not knowing this one came out was coming out. Um, I didn't really like Beyond Thunderdome that much. It felt like a <laughs> Peter Pan movie, which we can I could talk about that for hours. But um, yeah, this one came out, and this Fury Road is my favorite movie of all time. It's it's undisputed too. It's I don't know. There's something about it that every time I watch it, you know, it's got the action, it's got the characters, the drama, the tragedy, and the comedy. One of my favorite movies. It is my favorite movie. Fair. Um, I have no idea. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mad Max. This came out in what? 2015, 2016. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, this has been on my watch list for like five years now <laughs> i never got around to it i just forgot and just oh, no, put it off right. oh it was 2015 yeah. okay yeah yeah so i just put it off and this movie's a trip i didn't even know there were movies prior to this movie until i recorded this movie in my letterbox and i was like oh mel gibson is this so but yeah, I had, yeah i had a good time with this movie it was it was fun that's for sure <laughs> oh yeah yeah um it's it's amazing, man. Uh, George Miller, uh, there's this idea that practical stunts, practical effects are like old times, like you know Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Stuff. Mm. But um, when a lot of movies were doing like CGI and stuff like that, other than um, Nolan. Yeah. Christopher Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than Nolan with the Inception Tunnel, a lot of stuff was going cgi and george miller was like nah a lot of the car crashes in the movies and like people wiping out off their bikes it's all practical it's very i mean other than like the bombs and stuff and people getting shot right um i was gonna practical. i was gonna say you mean to tell me a pregnant lady got ran over irl bro come on george yeah. miller's taking it too far <laughs> too far bro uh, um, they probably just use like a pickup yeah like, like, <laughs> stuff the pig or something for real um, 
what I did really like um, was just, like, all the action. Like you said, this movie was nonstop. Like, right from the jump, it was... You literally get thrown into the middle of the movie, like, of what was going on, which I really enjoyed with movies, just, like, being clueless, kind of. Um, and it just doesn't stop. Literally, the whole movie is just bam, 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 go, go, go. And that's that was the most fun I've had with a movie in such a long time in terms of just having no clue what I'm getting into. Because um, the whole time I was like, okay, this has got to be, like, the slowing point. I mean, it does slow, but, like... Not for more than five minutes, I'd say, which I thought yeah. was awesome. Well, like I'm pretty sure the idea behind this movie is that it's like a re—I uh, don't want a reimagining, I guess—but it's kind of under the um, under the assumption that you've seen the first, yeah, or at least like know the idea of Mad Max, because there's the whole thing with his family, mm. um, which is they actually make it like really good in this with like the. The flashbacks of his daughter. Um, there's one scene when he's on the rig. It's towards the end of the movie, where earlier his daughter like he had this like flashback, and his daughter like made him throw his hand up, and he's like looking at his hand like what the hell. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. And then while he's on the rig, his daughter flashes up again, and he throws his hands up, and it stops a crossbow from crossbow bolt from going right through his skull. Yeah. And that impales itself on his hand and then sticks in his forehead. So. I like that, but that, like like I said, it doesn't go into that. It's yeah. just kind of understood that like there's very little um, background given on that. It's just kind of like the his whole um, monologue at the beginning, mm. a narration where he's like, "I'm the man who's haunted by the living and the dead," which I think is sick. By the way, <laughs> so awesome, dude, and Tom Hardy's voice especially. Yeah, it's you. You can kind of pick it up. You can kind of understand it. Yeah, but um, it's like the whole—it's completely understood. If you know, you know what happens to his family. Oh yeah, I—I I figured there was—I figured out that there was a wider universe. I mean, I know I said it when there was a, when I watched um, uh, when I logged this in my letterbox, but um, I figured out—I I figured there was going to be there was like a bigger backstory with this. Once I saw that daughter, and I could tell by the pacing that it wasn't slowing, like there wouldn't be an explanation of that, who that was and what he was seeing. So at that point, yeah. I was like, oh, there's, there'll be either a sequel or something else, or there was already movies made to where they explain that, and I'll get to it if I want to, which I probably won't just because. I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah. wouldn't want to watch the older ones. Now, the older ones are a lot more tame. Uh, me and my girlfriend watched the first one a couple weeks ago, and it's it's like none of this. It's this is a, a more um, sensationalized, a more like surreal. I don't want to say surreal, just like a more saturated in like the universe. If you get to Thunderdome and Road Warrior, you can kind of see how it grabs, you know, inclination from those movies. Okay. But the first one is basically just it's the future. Um, and there's a lot of these, like, gangs that run the roads. And they, like, go through towns and they, like, murder people, you know, rape, st steal, kill, whatever. Mm. But it's more like, you know, they're biker gangs and there's just no cops to deal with them. And all the cops have are, like, their cars. And, like, if they if the cars aren't fast enough, like, gang's getting away. Um, right. They mention it a couple times in this movie, in the, the reboot for Heroes. Mm. Um. I'm going to try and address the old one as Mad Max and this one as Fury Road. I'll probably slip up 
can kind of just grasp the idea of what I'm talking about for yeah. which movie. It should be pretty understandable. Yeah. Um. But in Mad Max, V8s are like rare, very rare. Mm. You know, nobody has a V8 that isn't in a gang. <clears throat> and Max, somewhere between like the halfway point in the movie, gets himself, gets his hands on a V8, and it's 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 a turning point. It's it's honestly a god weapon because it's it's hard to explain without the thing. But you know, all the bikes they have are like three hundred, five hundred cc. Okay, that just means faster, slower. The yeah, I figured that out because I played Mario Kart, but. <laughs> yeah, same though. Five hundred yeah. CC courts or courses. Yeah, really made really humbled me. Yeah, for real. But um, so if you have a VA, basically you're like king of the road, mm. and he gets his hands on one. Uh, I haven't watched two or three in a while. Um, I think two is pretty good, and what I remember of three, I did not really like. But yeah, so it's basically just you. It sets the ground for everything's on the road. Okay. You know, it's everything. It's in Australia too, so everything's like backwards. You know, driving on the left side. Mm. Uh, but it's all about cars, and with George Miller's George Miller's George Miller's <laughs> adaptation of it, it, it does it beautifully, man. Like whenever I see, uh, you know, a lifted truck or a, a, a slammed car on the road, it's it just gives me like I just start thinking of Mad Max. And honestly, if I had the money, I'd get the Interceptor car. <laughs> such a godly car. Oh my god. But yeah, that's that's why I love Mad Max. It's you know the visuals are insane with the the dirt tornado. Yeah. Sandstorm. Yeah. Uh, um, I was actually gonna use that as a segue just because like I love the cinematography in this movie. Like the so, the the saturation in that movie was. I don't usually like oversaturated movies, but I don't think this one was, but the colors were so vibrant. I was like, oh my god, the sandstorm was one. Um, I think that first sequence at night where they're chilling for, like, yeah, that sandstorm right there. I'll pull yeah. it up on my end. That sandstorm was something, let me tell you. Oh, I know, and they get the the lightning in there, the fire. Oh, yeah. Um, let me grab a picture. This. Like... And it, it just shows the scale of it too. Oh man. yeah, man, war rig down there, and this looks like sand yeah. but then you see the war rig and it's miles high. Oh yeah, not war. Yeah, the war rig is this car right here for people on my end, and then these are the people like this is where Max and co company are, and then this is the people chasing them. But war rig is a massive truck, and that sandstorm was huge. But the colors in this movie were solid. Very solid. I really enjoyed looking at them and how they were framed too was just, it was amazing. It was oh, very well put together, in my opinion. You go from the oranges of the desert to the marshlands, and oh, it's all yeah. blue. Everything's just saturated blue. Oh yeah. Uh, they get later at night. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that the contrast between like the warm, the warm parts of the day and like the desert, and then the the cooler, vibrant parts of, like, the marsh and then when they're at night. It kind of matched what was going on in terms of the sequence. Uh, like, like this one, like this sandstorm, for example, was very high action, high, high tense, or high tensity? What is that word? Like, high, um, uh, 
intensity, uh, I guess. Yeah, intensity. Yeah. Attention. Yeah, ten- yeah, tension, tension filled, and then, um, like at, in the marsh, and at night it was very, it was cooler but calm, except for that one sequence where, um, that guy that got blinded by uh, Furiosa when she shot, shot the the spotlight. Oh. Yeah, but the it, bullet farm guy. Yeah, but it made it more ominous, made it a little bit more scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I like that a uh, lot. <clears throat> I like the um, this you can get a lot of colors and inspiration. Oh yeah. Inferred from this. Yeah. Um. But like this. no, yeah, that scene is is really cool because they have like the orchestral music in the background and he oh, gets yeah. blinded, so he puts on the this like rag to cover his eyes, and when he's shooting, dual wielding the SMGs and just shooting. Mm. There's something about that where, like, the light from the guns, it's kind of like a, um, like a, what am I looking for? Like a satire of, like, a Renaissance painting. Okay. Because here's a guy who's blinded, and he's just shooting two guns completely blind. And it reminds me of the, um, the picture of the, the Lady of Justice. Justice oh, blind, uh, the, like, the, like with the scales or whatever? Yeah, she's holding the scales, but she's got the blindfold on. Oh. Uh. And this guy's got two guns, and he's blindfolded. So oh, I, that, yeah. that's what I think of when I see that. Uh-huh. Um, but wow, yeah, yeah, that's no. all I wanted to say about that scene. Yeah, that was that was a good scene. Um, I liked how uh, um, Max was trying to shoot, and like you could see Furiosa like like egging him on, like, "Hey, man, you got to make the shot. There's only so many." And then she's like, "You got one left," and she's like pacing and he's looking and he's like ah, fuck it and he just gives her the gun and lets her shoot it does it in one try after he missed like what two or three yeah <laughs> i thought yeah, that she's was like counting funny. down the shots he has left yeah yeah um, um no what i really like is like it's it's kind of my opinion on the john wick movies too movies need a plot they need something to go off i'm not saying that like just a bunch of clips put together uh. won't work but in my eyes, if you're sitting down for an hour and a half movie, there's got to be some kind of story you can follow. Okay. And I get it doesn't have to be like super in depth, but the, I mean, obviously I referred to John Wick. John Wick doesn't have much of a story. Neither does this, but it it does the job perfectly. Yeah. Where you're not missing out. It's not bare bones. You get you get enough of it, and it complements everything else so well because just get here. And you know, get these wives out alive. Right. That's, that's it. Get yep. them to the green place. It's super simple. It's very, very simple. Oh, I guess for people that haven't watched this, this is a dystopian future, where, I you I think you said it where there's just biker gangs everywhere now. There's not a lot of resources left on the planet. Um, and there's different factions now that are ran by like different clans like there's the bullet farm there's a this place called the green place what was the other one um oh the bullet farm gas gulch or something like that yeah and then where where's a morton joe from where we start what is that Um, considered the citadel the The citadel Citadel has the water yeah so yeah there's basically these titans of industry i guess one has bullets one has oil one has water yeah um and this is just the scene where max is handing off the the sniper to furiosa oh yeah hold on and um but the the basic idea is there's three of them they trade a lot 
and there's Something a bunch like of that. also gangs that you know go in between these canyons and try and rob them and stuff and make their living off of that. Mm. But yeah, I could I could run down a quick plot synopsis, even though there's not much. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, it was really simple. Um, there's underlying messages throughout the whole movie, um, but. It was it wasn't too complex like it was very blatant what was going on like like you said Max you you find Max imprisoned and then he breaks out or he tries to break out and then there's the wives or whatever whole thing yeah that was a very bad way to explain it but it yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't hard it was easy to follow you're on a road and then you go back down the road that's it that's the whole movie exactly it doesn't need to be anything more than that. No, because you're entertained the whole time. It's like, like we said, it was very tense. It was action-packed. Bits of, bits and pieces of slow slowness, but that's just to, um, set up what was happening next. Exactly. And like with the, with any action movie, you can't have too much, um, you can't have high stakes all the time. The high stakes being the action. Yeah. Because it, it just. It's like an adrenaline rush that eventually wears off. Right. If you keep pushing the adrenaline, you're going to get used to it, and it's not going to matter anymore. Yeah, then there, um, won't, there won't be stakes at all, then. There won't be stakes, period. Exactly. So the slow parts kind of set up the stakes in a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It, great movie. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I always will love it. I could watch it all the time. It's my comfort movie. Um, I think I should like call you a feeling... psycho for that, just because it was so, it was so, it, I had anxiety the whole time, I was like, oh my god, what is, like, like, Morton Joe was literally just, like, over my shoulder, watching the whole thing, like, are you gonna like the movie or not, pretty much what he was saying? <laughs> Dude, no, that's me over your shoulder, asking if you're gonna like yeah, the movie that's or fair. not. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, fair, yeah, you've been trying to get me to watch this for a minute. <laughs> I know, but, uh, no, yeah, if I get, like, really anxious or something, like, if there's a lot on my plate... I just don't like how something's going. I'll just I'll pop on Mad Max, and it's not even a background movie. I'll just sit down and watch that movie, and it makes me feel better for some reason. Respect. I, I don't know. In my mind, it's like you know, life could always be worse. You could be one of those guys. <laughs> in the truck. Oh my god. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, you could be. You could be. I guess. Yeah. Hope yeah. not. I think I'd be the guy who slips off the ring. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Cars. You wouldn't want to be a blood bag. <laughs> I mean, I could be a blood bag. I, I mean, be a blood bag. I just think just hanging upside down wouldn't be fun. Just that that premise alone, <laughs> the blood rush. Like, I don't need anything else. Like, just the whole blood rushing to my head. Not a fan. You ever been strapped on the front of a car? I'd rather not. Pretty intriguing. Fun. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, bro. But yeah, that was that was the first movie we wanted to talk about. Honestly, whoever's listening, yeah, check it out. There's, I mean, if you like drama movies, you're not gonna like this. If you don't like action movies, you're not gonna like this. But if you like action movies and you like movies that look good, check it out. Yeah, if you like good looking movies, watch this. I'm a sucker for good looking movies. Shameless plug: it's on HBO Max, where you can also unironically watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Here we go. Here we go. We get one episode of this hey. not on a topic. And this guy's already talking about that. Hey, hey man. I gotta, I gotta plug it. I gotta plug it. You do. We're gonna do an episode on that. We will. For sure. Right. Um, is this a good time to segue over to Okja? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, 
Do you want to know what I thought, or do you? I actually want to know what you thought, because I've been watching about a year and a half now. So, uh, I loved it. I really liked. It. Me and my girlfriend both really liked it. Um, I watched it with her. Uh, I thought it was, it was really, really good. I, it's, you know, you see a lot of these movies where it's, you know, a person raises a pet and that pet gets taken away, but. This honestly did it good because there's a lot of spots in there where I was just not expecting what happened. Like when the, what is it, the ALF showed up? Oh. I thought it was like, oh, these guys are trying to get this pig to sell it, you know? Uh. And like they were exotic, like, you know, uh, poachers. Uh. And then they busted out and they're like, no, we're here to help you. And they're actually there to help her. Yeah. I was like, man, that was good. Yeah. Paul Dano as the leader of the ALF. Yep. Oh, he was a standout. Amazing. He was a standout. Oh, yeah. That's why Oh yeah, he was he was amazing in that. Who else was in that crew? They're escaping my mind. I'm actually gonna pull it up right now. The guy from Walking Dead. I forgot his name. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Paul Dano. Oh, Steven Young, that's right. Oh, he made yeah. me mad though. Oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal was in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, Jake Gyllenhaal was weird in this movie. All I can remember is he was a weirdo in this movie. Yeah, he's a complete, um... He's a sicko. Yeah, he's like, I love animals, and then he's like poking Ocho with the thing. Yeah, this is what Jake Gyllenhaal looked like in the movie, If for people on my end. He, uh, he looked like a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, he's right there on my screen. Um... Uh, quick, quick rundown of Okja. It was, there's this now, like, it's like a super species of pig, is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, it's like a a futuristic, not necessarily futuristic dystopian, but it's like a near future, like, maybe 50 years in the future. It's like a Orwellian take on the meat industry as it is today. Yeah, right. So, um... Yeah, as, I mean, the post. I love this poster. I literally love the poster for this movie. I think it depicts the whole thing entirely well. Just how how screwed up the meat industry is and the food industry and the environmental impacts it is. It has. Um, I thought it was. Oh, yeah. I thought this movie was awesome. The cast was pretty stellar. Um, that that last sequence though, that that final scene where she's walking. And there's the uh, the baby the baby super oh, pig God. gets kicked in. I was like, oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, this is it, bro. This is I, it for I me. I crying during that. <laughs> I know, man. I was I was like pouring tears down my face during that. Scene. I know, cause like, oh, it was so sad. It was, it was sad. It's, a, it's like a bittersweet victory, you know. She gets Okja back, but you know, there's still thousands, thousands more pigs that are going to slaughter. Oh it's, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm still gonna have a hamburger, but I'm I'm gonna start, you know. Oh advocating yeah. against the meat industry because this is. I don't know. It's. It, it's it, ridiculous. You yeah. just have to watch one documentary on it on Netflix about like an actual documentary about the meat industry, and you'll just see how screwed up it is. Or you could watch this. You could watch. Or you Oka. could watch this. Yeah. This is pretty close. Um. Yeah. There, there's a lot of emotional beats in it, like because. Um, Tilda Swinton's in this too. She's like, she works with Jake Gyllenhaal's character in the movie, I think, right? Mm-hmm. She's like the the CEO of the company. That's like, oh, the other screwed up part about this is that these pigs are, I think they're like genetically bred, right, or whatever. And yeah. um, 
um, they're like campaigning saying this pig is like oh this is this pig is grass fed or whatever and it's like taken care of all the time um it's protected and whatnot but then as the movie progresses you find out that this company is super sketch and they actually don't care about the pig at all much like no. other meat industries do and then you see that at the end at the factory where these pigs are kept yeah it's it's i don't know it's like a reflection of our current thing because a lot of companies are pushing for like greener you know sustainability labels um zero percent carbon emission uh-huh. or like a carbon neutral footprint and it's it's at that point just a label because they're not actually carbon neutral they're not actually grass-fed yeah oh yeah it was uh it was green it's essentially greenwashing give or take yeah um so and then you have the whole plot of oh, what's the what's the girl's name what's the main character's name i forget oh um can't remember her name. I don't want to pull up. Mija. Mija. Yeah. Mija. Um. Yeah, her whole I emotional. Think I'm wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. That whole emotional tie her character had to Okja was just heartbreaking. Oh, oh and no. then uh, Roderick was in this movie. Forgot he was in this movie. Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, he yeah. was the one who didn't eat at all. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, passing out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this... Lily Collins was in this. She was red. I don't know what else she plays in. Yeah, she's... Uh... I actually don't know what else she was in either. But, I don't know. I thought it was... Well, it was really sad. It, it has you laughing and, like, because there's a good chunk in the movie you see Mija and Okja together, right? Like, they, like yeah. you you get connected to those, to a CGI super pig and then this girl. And then, I think it's, I don't even know how long this movie is. I, I'd say, like, the first 30, 45 minutes, right? Is, yeah, it's just them. It's just those two, and then you watch the relationship get stronger. <sighs> yeah, honestly, this is, it's like a Disney movie. Almost. But, but, like, super like, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's not as dark as Disney would go, but... Right. It's, it's, it's like, set up like that, because it's, you know, this pig, super pig that she raised, because um, they, they make these pigs and, like, like, you know, they genetically modify them, grow them a little bit to be baby calves, and then they send them out to these farmers across the world to have the farmers raise them. And then when they're, you know, old enough to essentially, harvest, yeah, kill them, <laughs> uh, they just take them away. So Mija's had Okja since Okja was, you know, a baby. And uh, they've been living together for how long? And then, you know, you see, like, saves her life. Okja saves her life a couple times. And then it's, you know, she gets taken away, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. And... Wasn't yeah. there a a contest or something, or the dad sold Okja or something because they the uh, family needed the, best, the money? The world's greatest. That's what it was because Okja oh, yeah. was like the healthiest one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was also this movie was directed by Bong Joon Ho. Um, I don't know if people for the people that listen. Uh, if you've seen like Parasite, which I have not seen, I've seen. You haven't uh, seen Parasite? Oh, it's, man. dude. It's one of those things that I put on the back burner. Um, 
Parasite or Zack Snyder's Justice League. (laughs) You know which one I'm picking. Anyways, um, Bong Joon-ho directed Parasite, Snowpiercer, Train to Busan. Those are like the three. Out of the three, I've only seen, um, what is it? Snowpiercer, which I really liked. He does does a lot of uh, political, social, economic allegories in his movie. Yeah, in his movies, so... If you want to cry, watch Okja. You should oh, watch yeah. Okja. Definitely cry. But if you want to laugh and have a great time, watch Mad Max. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or, no, or you can watch them back to back. <laughs> Could. It'd be really emotionally jarring yeah. to watch them back to back. Don't lead with Okja. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, God, that'd be... Then you go into something like Mad Max and then... No way. Two-headed lizard in the ep- uh, prologue. Oh, yeah. He just stomps on it and eats it. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I don't know. That's all I got for this. Like I said, it's been a year and a half, so I'm a little rusty on it. But I I feel like I have all the the decent bits on it. I love this movie. I wouldn't go out of my way to put it on, per se. But um, I love it. If I'm with somebody who hasn't seen it, I'd definitely watch it again. Oh, yeah. I'd campaign. My friends haven't seen it. Again. Oh yeah, I'd campaign like if there was a group for sure, just to be like, we need to watch this movie. Oh yeah. So. But yeah, I th- we wanted to do a little bit shorter of an episode today. Um, yeah. Just because uh, the last one was an hour. Yeah. And so this one is kind of like an in between. We're gonna have the next Spider-Man episode next week. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Ethan? Um, no, uh, I just, I know, I don't have anything, actually. I love, I love both of the movies that we talked about today. I would like for us to watch really bad movies. That would be fun. We could do that. Uh, me and Lacey watched Killer Llamas from Outer Space. Is that what it was called? We watched Killer Llamas from Outer Space, or The Killer Llama from Outer Space. Terrible movie. Terrible movie. Interesting. But, I would be really willing to talk about that on here. Okay. I got to watch something bad. I watched, me and my girlfriend, Jenna, we watched uh, Raya and the Last Dragon last night. It was good, but I can't imagine it was going to be as bad as what you just said. Oh, this one's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this one's on Amazon Prime. Oh. And we looked it up. We looked up their budget, and it was a zero-cost budget, so you can already tell how bad that's going to be. Oh, my God. Um, and... Uh, we looked it up how much they made from that, and it said one million dollars. I'm like, there's no way this movie made one million. You're uh, that's turns a joke. out they put it on Amazon for one million dollars <laughs> to buy. Nobody bought it, and I don't know how much they made, but it's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. Not it... worth the watch, honestly. If you have nothing better to do with your time, watch it. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Well. I mean, that's all I got for this one. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Thanks for stopping by. Whoever listens, who's ever listening. Yeah, for real. We appreciate every last view we get on these just because, I mean, even if we don't get any, it's fun. I love doing this. Oh, yeah. So. we're talking about movies, so. All the time. So, all right, guys. We will. By next week, we have our next Spider-Man episode. We talk about how Sony messed with a lot of things. Oh, Sony smells really bad. Um. <laughs> All right, but, sweet. Yeah, that's it for this. Week. So, yeah. thanks for stopping by. For See real. You guys next time. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>